5AA Breakfast. David Penberthy and Will Goodings. Weekdays from 6 till 9 on Adelaide's 5AA. 17 minutes after 8 on Friday, a coroner's report came out into a story that we've spent a lot of time on over the course of the last couple of years, David. In fact, I reckon this one dates back to when we first started. The chemotherapy underdosing scandal um, was one of the biggest and certainly most impactful stories that I think that that we've done in the sense that... um, Cancer is is, is so um, omnipresent. It yeah. affects everyone. Everyone, and, and everyone's everyone, got a story. Everyone's got a family member who's been through chemo, and you can't imagine what it must be like for those people in that circumstance to go through a situation where at some point they get told or they find out, hey, we kind of got the dose wrong. Now, what does that mean for you? What does that mean? What does it mean when the people that you were on the same um, treatment schedule with start dying? as was the case in the chemotherapy scandal. Well, the coroner's report came out Friday into the deaths of uh, uh, Joanna Pinkstron, uh, Christopher McRae, Bronte Heim and uh, Carol Ben's father, uh, the deputy coroner, saying that they were unable to conclude that any of them died because they were underdosed. But it did make this point. Uh, learning of the mistake in itself would have left them all wondering how it affected their outcome this in and of itself is a truly dreadful thing and somehow that feels like one hell of an understatement. Andrew Knox is one of those that has um, was underdosed and has been the spokesperson for the affected group uh, right throughout the process. Andrew, good morning to you and thanks again for your time. Good morning, David. Good morning, Will. So, Andrew, when you were going through the uh, the, the findings and the recommendations on, on Friday, what did you make of it all? Um, look, I, I think I've echoed the words of the coroner on his page 10 where he said uh, the matter should have been the subject of a commission inquiry pursuant to the Royal Commissions Act. Mm. Um, he said the the unnecessary and time-consuming argument about court's jurisdiction and arguments about, for instance, the relevance of uh, myself um, uh, would not have happened. It goes without saying the commission of inquiry would have been furnished with greater resources than this court could possibly muster. Look, he, he did an extraordinary job um, with one hand tied behind his back of, of fleshing out the events. But to our, I think, joint disappointment, he still finds that, uh, he said, that said the impression that the error in underdosing was in the minds of some, a matter to be essentially swept under, under the rug, mm. is all the more enhanced by the by the evidence. And I just should say that his finding as far as the underdose was concerned, he said, I simply can't say and uh, nothing dissuaded him from the fact that uh, to discount the fact that it might have and probably probably did have an effect, but he simply couldn't say with scientific certainty uh, what that was. But I think we all know in our heart of hearts it couldn't have helped. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It does. It does. The, the, that that headline finding um, betrays the nuance in the argument, doesn't it, Andrew? That that uh, it, just because it couldn't be proven to have, be a medical certainty that it did cause people's deaths uh, doesn't mean it was detrimental in terms of their, their um, health outcomes, even their mental health. But quite correct, and he's emphatic. He said none of the above should be interpreted as a finding that neither the remission duration or overall survivability. Uh, was not affected. So it's an open verdict from that point of view. Yeah, yeah. Could, um, could it still become a Royal Commission? Well, I think it's probably a little late for that. Yeah. But 
the uh, he it's there's serious work on still to be done, and that's up to the new government to join the dots and have the appetite to fix it. Because if they want to restore confidence in the public health system, they have to ensure that the system doesn't allow things to be swept under the rug. And I believe, particularly with the current structure of the Health Care Act and the confidentiality provisions in there, that and those people who the coroner couldn't reach by virtue of his jurisdiction are still there running the show. Mm. So there's a lot to be done. I should also just remind that your listeners that it was very largely yourselves at the relevant time that pressed for the select committee, uh, parliamentary select committee, and if we hadn't achieved that, there then wouldn't have been the evidence that enlivened the coroner. Uh, but unfortunately, of course, uh, I was specifically refused by the Wetherill government and its then cabinet to have the Royal Commission, and they were wrong. Mm. Yeah. And it's, as I say, it's, it is still unfinished business, um, uh, that it could all happen again unless the media are diligent to make sure that these cover-ups are uh, don't continue. I saw on Friday when you arrived there for the for the findings, Andrew. You're in a wheelchair at the moment, mate. You've just had two um, hip replacements on account of the steroid damage from this. Oh, I've, I've still got one to go, but uh, oh, really? There are um, uh, some other cancer issues that are bubbling around as well. So it's a, it's still a pretty long road thanks to all of the uh, prolonged and extreme treatment. So Has I, that been one of the hardest parts of this, like for your the, the personal part of it, as you've been trying to get on top of your health? Have you found yourself thinking, maybe none of this actually needed to happen if I got the right care in the first place? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and the same applies, of course, to the, to the other families. That, yeah. Uh, um, and given that it's a scientific finding from the coroner that he simply can't say. Uh, the, the simple logic of reading his 201 pages say that uh, um, there was no scientific evidence for ever allowing us to have the, the treatment that we had with its lack of frequency of doses. Mm. And, and therefore, if nobody had ever attempted that, you've got to make a, a, a reasonable assumption that uh, it did us no good and the so-called pharmacokinetics were such that the doses we got were of no value. Mm. Well, it's it's uh, if not for the fact that you've pushed as, as hard as you have on this, I doubt that mm. um, the Deputy Coroner Wayne Chevelle would have been in a position to bring out such a comprehensive report. We'll stay in touch with you on this as we have all along, Andrew. Good on you, mate. Thanks for talking to us. Thank you for your time. He's a phenomenal bloke. He is, yeah. Interstate for treatment now, having to be again, again the spokesperson for a whole bunch of, of, mm. of people affected in their families. Yeah. Um, well, for the four people who died as well, you just as a family, you began. Was that? Did that have to happen? Yeah, wouldn't you? And, and it's you, a perfectly you, normal you, question to and, ask. And, yep. And you never get a hundred percent know, which no. is kind of what the coroner's point was. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You just, you just don't know. Um, Twenty-four minutes after eight. 